0: Hello, and welcome to Let's Hear Your Story. I am your host, Brenda McCullers. No matter how simple or complicated it is, your story is meant to be told and can help introduce others to Jesus. In this podcast, you will hear true stories of what God is doing within the lives of different people. Some of their stories are personal journeys to becoming a Christian. Others are stories of how God has shown up in their lives. Are you ready to listen? Let's get started. I am so excited to have my friend Barbara Smith with me today. Barbara has been married 34 years. She's a mother of two fabulous grown children. She is a health and fitness coach, an artist, an avid gardener, and a dog mom of two beautiful, great Pyrenees mix. I'm so excited to have you today with us, Barbara. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So Barbara's going to be sharing her story with us. So I'm just going to hand the microphone over to you and let you get started. All righty.
1: Well, I was blessed enough to be raised in a Christian home where we were always very active at church on Sundays and Wednesdays. And I remember Wednesday night dinners and growing up in GAs and then vacation Bible school and all the fun crafts and just what a neat time. And anytime a revival preacher was in town, we were there. My parents loved the Lord and they modeled the relationship that they had with him. Uh, Mom was always singing and joyful. And although dad was more quiet with his faith, he was kind of like the strong silent type. He had great integrity and a strong godly character and He was a businessman. He was an accountant and he was just so wonderful with his clients. And he was so honest and just a great guy. Everybody loved him as well. So I was raised in a Christian home, but I don't really remember when I accepted Jesus as a little girl, but I always knew about him and I loved to hear stories about him. And I feel like I loved him and just grew up loving him. Like he was always in my life. Like my Nana had taught children's Sunday school. That was dad's mom. She had taught Sunday school through the years and even told us Bible stories with her flannel graph pictures when we would visit her at her house. And so Jesus was just all in our life, like my whole life. After I did accept Jesus as my savior, I was baptized. And I do remember that, but well, maybe I don't remember that. But there were pictures that I saw. And so like, I know I accepted Jesus as a little girl. And cause I had the baptism pictures that followed my walk in the aisle and accepting Jesus as my savior. Then we moved to Port St. Lucie from West Palm beach when I finished the third grade. And that was the first time fourth grade that I attended Christian school. So I attended Christian school, fourth grade through high school and stayed active in church through my teenage years. We had an awesome youth leader and I committed to reading my Bible every day. I'm sad to say I don't really remember much of a life change though. I tried to be good at least while everyone was watching. I didn't drink or swear, but I definitely failed to make godly decisions on so many levels for so many years. I had always been a compliant kid and still to this day, I don't like confrontation. I was a people pleaser. And that did affect my life many years, for many years, just kind of always wanting people to be pleased with me. And then when I was 15, my friend Leanne had invited this cute guy, Sid, to our church, which was First Baptist and Stuart. And we wound up dating off and on for years. And then I moved to Fort Lauderdale to attend art school. During my two years in the Fort Lauderdale area while I was in art school, I attended church sporadically, but I didn't really have any connections there and didn't grow. Like I never had any growth in my life. So, you know, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I knew about Jesus, but I didn't really want it to change wanting to change my life or it didn't really affect my life at that time. As I was finishing school, Sid, re-entered my life, and we started seeing each other again. I was elated as I had fallen in love with him years before. We married within that year. That wound up to be July of 87. And we didn't attend church at all in those early days of our marriage. And then in June of 91, Sid's parents bought farmland with two barns and a small farmhouse on it in East Tennessee. And they had purchased it, but were still working and couldn't go right away. So Sid and I being young and up for adventure and not having much impulse control. (laughs) <laughs> Quit our jobs and moved to the middle of nowhere in this little town called Thorn Hill. And little did we know what the Lord had in store for us here. Our closest neighbors were the most precious, godly people that we have ever known. We called them Mama and Papa, and their daughter and her family lived right up the hill from them. And they all instantly made us part of their family and taught us all they knew about farm life and country living and gardening and Jesus and cooking and just everything. They were such wonderful people. And they were shiny examples to us of, of Christ. And the Bible really just came to life before our eyes through them with their warmth and their hospitality and their acceptance of us into their homes and lives. Like they didn't know us from Adam and they just loved on us and welcomed us to the neighborhood and, and, and into their lives. They truly lived the Bible and the teachings of Christ to us. And I'm so grateful to this day for their example. I remember when I was working in our vegetable garden, when we first put it in, Papa had come over with his tractor and with Randy, his grandson, and they had tilled up our garden for us because we had the land, but we didn't have a tractor or anything yet they came over and tilled our garden up. So the first time that I really became aware of the Lord's presence in my life in a personal way each day was I would be out there working and all the verses that I had memorized as a child from church and all the years that I had been in Christian school and had to memorize scripture, all those verses came flooding back, almost like cue cards right in front of my eyes when I was working out there in the garden. And that verse in Hebrews 4.12 that says the word of God is alive and active is right on the money. And he met me right there in my garden day after day, working out there, pruning and watering and harvesting. I now had a firsthand knowledge of the parables and Bible stories that I had heard and read all of my life. And with the the parables and things about livestock and sheep and how God cares for us, like his sheep, you know, the people out here have animals. And it was so, it, it just was so beautiful. The, the application of scripture that I had in my life for the first time when we moved out here at that time, I started visiting around to find a church for the first time. Sid didn't go with me at that time, but I, so I was, Trudging around to church after church, finding trying to find a place that felt like home. I found a sweet little church in a nearby town. And for the first time as a grown-up, I experienced a real church family. The people were so warm and welcoming, and we just we got to know so many people and they were so good to us. It really was like church family. And I think it kind of added to it that we were away from our families so we just found that church family together and it was such a blessing and we made really good friends there that are still friends to this day so that was a huge blessing in april of 94 we had moved up here in june of 91 and in april of 94 was when we welcomed our first child sydney the third into the world and it was after he was born that i really began to understand for the first time about the relationship of god being our father and the kind of love he has for his children i don't know who was preaching that night on tbn or what they said we did we had acquired a satellite dish through a friend and so we're watching tbn And I don't remember who was preaching or what they said, but as I sat on the love seat with my newborn son in my lap that night, I prayed that, you know, I prayed and I just cried out to him and I said, God, I've known you most of my life as my savior. And I've known all about you, but tonight I'm giving you all of me and I don't ever want it back. And I just asked him to be my Lord and to take control of all of my life. And, you know, finally at 29 years of age, I finally reached the place where I feel like I gave my life totally to Jesus. And that's when, I don't know, to me, that's when I was saved. Because then I really just turned all my life over to him. And there was a life change. I don't know, like, I think that you could see. I was so grateful that he had pursued me constantly. And a few years later, I decided to get well, to be baptized again, as some people say, to get their baptism on the correct side of their conversion or salvation. And unfortunately, it cost me the scorn of a family member who said that I didn't need to be baptized because I already had been when I was saved as a child. And I tried to explain sweetly to her that I was trying to be obedient to Christ and not offend her. But what do you do that was kind of the thing i guess where you know christ says that you know sometimes you have to choose between him or your family and and i chose to follow him even though I, it didn't affect our relationship because i chose for it not to but that was hard because i felt like i had to choose between obeying christ and upsetting a a loved family member but I just kind of vowed that I would do it different with, you know, my family if it came to that. In December of '95, my dad got sick with cancer, and I, and my son, because I was home with him at the time, he was not quite two I decided to go down to Florida to help out for a little while because Daddy had cancer, and I had worked in his office and knew his clients. It kind of went from bad to worse with his health. So we, we decided to move back to Florida because my dad was needing more help. My husband was tired of being away from us. That was too hard on him with us being in Florida for months on end. Um, And he said, Barbara, I know that you need to be here, but I need to be with you. So he packed us up and he moved us back to Florida.
0: Mm. Well,
1: my heart was so torn because we had so loved being in Tennessee And I had grown close to the Lord and had accepted him. And and I just felt such a closeness to him here in Tennessee that I hadn't ever felt before. I was hesitant to move. And I just just didn't have a peace about it. I didn't want to be away from the Lord after having found him after all those years. And he really spoke to my heart and just said, you know, Barbara, you take me with you. And so was able to go there and be a hundred percent for my family and cared for dad in his last days. And then for the next 14, you know, we cared for mom until she went home to be with the Lord also. And then just in the last few years, actually two years ago, this summer, we moved back to Tennessee to help Sid's folks finish strong. So they're living next door and we're out here on the same property that we lived on with them 30 years ago And God is so good. And he has brought it all, all around full circle. I'm just so grateful for his grace and his goodness and all the years that I knew about him, but didn't care what he wanted me to do. I was going to do what I was going to do. And I'm just so grateful for
0: his grace and just drawing me back to him. That's such a beautiful story. And I love how God just moved you full circle from that garden where he made himself real to you. And now you're back in that same garden.
1: I know, it's such a blessing. And it was so cool. I had a craft show this past weekend and we'd been waiting till like the cold snaps were over and everything to get the garden planted. So we had decided that we were gonna plant it over the weekend. And then this craft show came up And so my daughter and her boyfriend and Sid got out there and planted it for me while I was at the craft show. So that was such a huge blessing that they got all the seeds in the ground and got it all started. And then now I'll just need to be the one to work it every day, but it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) But getting it in is half of the battle and that's a lot of work. And I am so grateful for their labor of love to me. And getting the garden in for me. I love that. You have beautiful children. I love your daughter Sage. Oh, thank you. She's precious, that's for sure. We added her to the family when we moved back to Florida, so she's my fellow beach lover and <laughs> and sun lover
0: and my outside girl. So, one thing that you talked about that I absolutely loved was the shining example of Christ that your neighbors showed you when you first moved to Thornhill, Tennessee, that is such a testimony of who we're supposed to be. Uh-huh. The Bible just came to life
1: in those people. They didn't know us from Adam and they invited us into their home. And we we're like, well, we need to, you know, we need to get laundry done. We've got work tomorrow, this and that. And they're like, well, stay with us, stay with us. And we would just sit on the porch and just fellowship. And they had us out in, you know, working in their gardens and they taught us how to make, they made sorghum molasses. So they like grew the sugar cane and they pressed the stalks and they cooked it down. We learned to dig taters behind Papaw and his plow in the garden. And it was just the most wonderful thing to slaughter hogs and to put up <laughs> meat and had a can- sausage of all things like i didn't know you could can meat in jars with the pressure co- like the most resourceful wonderful simple godly precious precious people some of the most precious people i have ever known
0: you know i think that that's what the christian walk is all about living a life of christ so that others see him through them and honestly i think that's what you do Oh, I've seen that in you. Your friends really, really rubbed off on you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm so glad they have. They both have gone to be with the Lord now. And that's really hard Uh, because that's like losing my parents all over again. They were so instrumental. And so, I mean, I see their house every day, just so precious. But that is definitely what I desire to be to other people is just to point them to Jesus. And it was just simple day-to-day activities. I mean, it wasn't anything monumental in terms of, I don't know, just day-to-day life. It was just their attitude, their sunny dispositions, their helpful spirits. They're just their kindness and their goodness. They just were good to the core. Never a ill word about anyone else. Just no negative about anyone or anything. They were just open book.
0: That's so precious. I love that. It gives us more of an idea of who we're supposed to be as we walk in our life with Christ. I really appreciate that you shared the time in your life. And I know it was really hard where you had to decide, do I follow what Christ wants me to do? Or do I follow what? Family wants me to do, and you chose Christ. Right. Yeah, that was a really hard time. Like, I wasn't
1: expecting that. Where, you know, the person had said to me, You don't need to be baptized. You were baptized. I was there. I was there when you accepted Christ, and I was there when you were baptized. You don't need to be baptized again. But I knew my life, and I knew that I had not lived a Christian life. And I knew there were so many areas of my life that I hadn't given God control of. Mm-hmm. And so I look at it like whatever I was, five, six, seven years old, however old I was at the time I had accepted Christ. Maybe, maybe I accepted Christ to the best of my knowledge at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't doubt that I gave him my life at seven, but then My life wasn't his for all those years. Life was totally mine. And I did what I wanted when I wanted. And if I chose to be good, cool. And if I chose to sin, well, heck, I just went ahead and did (laughs) what I wanted to do. And I mean, I'm not proud of that, but I acknowledge that, that that happened. So when I gave my life to the Lord that night on my love seat with my baby in my lap, I just felt like, from then on, I have lived my life for the Lord. And yes, I have sinned. And yes, I have confessed. And yes, I have continued to try to keep growing. But before that, there wasn't a desire to grow or anything else. I mean, and I think there's more to having a relationship with the Lord than acknowledging that he's God. You know, we got the the family member And I got past it, but I did have to take that stand and just say, I'm sorry if it offends you, but this isn't for you. I'm trying to be obedient to Christ and, and this is what I feel he wants me to do.
0: And yeah, I'm sorry if you don't choose to be there. That was a strong statement for your relationship with God. For a lot of us, we grow up, we know Jesus, we know who he is. We accept him in our life, but then there's that long time where it takes us to give over all the parts of our life and to accept him and allow him to be the Lord. Yes. I think that verse that says,
1: you know, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he (laughs) will not depart from it because you lay that foundation. But we've got different personalities and different people that I don't know, you have to find that place in yourself that it matters to you. And you can know about Jesus all day long. Right. You can have that head knowledge, but, but it's just like we were talking about before. And I said, I never knew the, the power of the Holy Spirit in my life until you know after age 29. Before that, it was like I was trying to be good. Mm -hmm. I was trying to do the, keep the rules. I was trying to do the thing, you know, not swear, not drink, not, you know, all those things that I were, was raised that were wrong to know that they were wrong in my family's eyes and not just have that love for Jesus that you want to serve him and live for him and glorify him with your life. I didn't have that growing up. I, I didn't, I didn't have that relationship with him then. It was like, I was trying to keep the rules, follow the 10 commandments, keep the rules. I was trying to be good. And then, you know, you find out later that Jesus gives you the strength and the Holy spirit gives you the strength when he comes into your life to pour out what he pours in and not have it be about yourself and trying to do anything. He flows through you when he's in you. and. I didn't have even the knowledge of that as a young person. So I don't know. It's just, it's really cool to see how the same verses in scripture that you memorized and you knew the words to that later, oh, I know what this means because I (laughs) feel this and I'm living this now. So it's just so cool how it just continues to be new and fresh and a joy to live for him and to serve him every day. It's just so cool. I'm so grateful for his grace that waits till we get it. That he just, <laughs> he waits till we get it. Not that I, not that I get it all for sure, but but that you're working toward that. And he
0: honors, <laughs> he honors that, that trying. We have such a good God. Oh, we do. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. It was such a beautiful story and such a testimony of how God works through other people to show himself to us. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. So sweet of you to have me. Oh, it was
0: wonderful. I love you, lady. Thank you for listening to Let's Hear Your Story. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it with your friends and subscribe, write, and review. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at brenmccullers at yahoo.com.